0: My name is Ashley Shannon and I'm here with my co-host Carrie McAvoy and you're listening to the How to Publish Your Book podcast where we're turning writers into authors and I'm so excited because today we get to interview my friend Monica Lionel. Monica has many pen pen names as well as many podcasts but the one thing you're definitely going to want to know her for is the Productive Novelist series. So hi Monica, how are you? Hi, I'm
1: good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: I'm so excited! So we interviewed Claire a couple weeks ago, and I met Claire at the Smarter Artist Summit, which is actually the same place I met Monica. Um, unfortunately for Carrie, she doesn't live in Austin, though she's one of the few that doesn't live in Austin. Oh,
2: Texas. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm in Austin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so the first question I want to ask is kind of like the you know the general one: How did you get into writing, and what made you want to be a novelist?
1: I've wanted to be a novelist for a very long time since I was in third grade and I made a book. I actually still have that book. I should probably post it at some point, but I like did illustrations and like wrote out this whole book and stapled it together. Like I was pretty serious about it. Um, so that was kind of the career I wanted as a young person. But then as I got older, I really, I really felt like, um, it wasn't really possible for me. So then I instead studied computer science in uh, college, and then I got my MBA, and I went off to um, be a business professional. And so that's what I did for probably, I don't know, the first six to six to eight years of my career. And then uh, independent publishing came along, and I had been kind of writing a young adult novel on and off since 2008 um and so in 2011 I had finished it and I published it uh and but part of part of the way I knew about self-publishing which was what it was called at the time now we like to call it independent publishing but what I um the way I got into it was that I was trying to uh teach corporations how to do social media. And there was, I felt there was no point to getting a book deal on that because things were changing so quickly at the time. So in 2009, I actually published my first book myself and it was nonfiction. So then that kind of uh, segued into the fiction stuff in 2011.
0: What was that first book called? <laughs>
1: to say so oh really <laughs> it's not up anymore well it probably is up somewhere but I don't want to say
0: okay I won't I, I mean won't force you it,
1: it did um it did do okay it sold quite a few books at the time and then it was also kind of like a calling card so that's how self-publishing was then you only published nonfiction, and it was like a calling cards uh, so that you could sell like consulting or Marketing or whatever else, so it did actually work for that. I landed several um, jobs from it, so it wasn't an embarrassment. It also got pu- uh, published in French, so there were some successes. But I, I just don't want anyone to go look for it.
0: <laughs> so we'll just take your. There were some successes, yeah. but please don't ever Google.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: that's pretty awesome. Okay, so. Um, One of the things that you are really passionate about is um, uh, going wide versus only selling on Amazon. Um, So can you tell our audience a little bit about what going wide means?
1: Sure. Um, The way that it's most commonly used in the industry is that uh, you are going to be on multiple retailers with your ebook. So Amazon has a program called Kindle Unlimited that if you publish to that program, you can choose to be exclusive and that puts you into their subscription program and you make money off of not just sales, but also page reads. But in exchange for that, you know, being a part of their page reads program where you can earn money from that, you have to only be published with them in ebook specifically. Um, So ebook is a large chunk of most independent authors money. So um, it's it's kind of a big deal to choose that. So being wide is really saying that you're going to forgo that Kindle Unlimited program and publish to multiple retailers. And so the other big four retailers are Kobo, um, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Google Play Books. And so if you publish to those as well, then you can just reach more audiences through their apps.
0: So why do you, okay, so I'm with my one little book. I'm technically in Kindle Unlimited at the moment, um, but I have a big series planned and I've been kind of debating the whole going wide versus going, uh, basically doing something new versus staying with what I know, which is Amazon. So why do you suggest... um, or do you suggest it for every author, or is it a, like um, situational?
1: Yeah, it definitely depends. I mean, I think the first thing to start with is what you want to do and what <laughs> what would be best for you. Because <laughs> um, you know, with Kindle Unlimited and with Amazon, you go to that one retailer. You only have to learn one retailer, so that can be pretty helpful, um, especially if you tend to get overwhelmed with the other retailers. You know it's times it's like the same amount of work as amazon but then times five or times you know if you if you're going even further times like 10 (laughs) so like every single platform is going to be a new learning experience so you kind of have to decide if that is something that you're excited about or if that's going to be a little bit overwhelming to you i think for a lot of authors um, especially if you're on like just a couple books, it probably is a bit overwhelming to you. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that the wide retailers, they tend to work better with a free first in series. So, um, and you can do a discount one, but the free first in series is one of the better ways to get visibility there. So it, w- it really helps to have, you know, like three, four, four plus books in your series before you would really even go over there, so I, I don't know. Um, now that said, you know Kindle Unlimited also works well if you have a series. Kind of everything works better if you have a series. So it's not to say don't go over there. It's just um, it's just to say that uh, you want you want some sort of like established catalog of like a couple books at least um, before you would really start to gain traction on some of those sites.
2: So, so you see the benefit is being what the fact that it's a broader audience, it, you know, you have a a more international, I mean, what is the. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely a broader audience. Um,
1: it's, it, it is a more international audience. It's also more, it's, it's just like if you are, um, trying to kind of not put all your eggs in one basket, uh, it's good to try to develop multiple income streams because, what happens on Amazon and um, this this happened a couple years ago that was when I decided like I was kind of done with Kindle Unlimited because I've been wide with some of my stuff I've been in Kindle Unlimited and like so I kind of have experience on both ends but for me what kind of was the end of that for me it was Amazon Really has a lot of control over whether you can publish. I mean, well, they have full control over whether you can publish with them or not. And they uh, they were closing accounts with no appeal, basically. Um, and they were doing that. You know, I don't. I haven't heard of them doing much of that uh, lately. But they were they were doing that to like purge um, scammers, purge people mm-hmm. from the system who were trying to boost their page reads and who you know so it it was a good thing. But certainly, you know, if you have if you are trying to um, automatically get rid of like, 1000s of scammers, certainly you're going to catch a couple good, good people, good authors at the same time. So that was where I was kind of, uh, you know, not not really okay with that. And I did have a couple actually I had a friend who was like I am not doing any of this and and I I knew that she wasn't um and she was like my account was threatened to be closed so um just just little stuff like that I was like you know I'm not super comfortable with putting my whole career in this one basket and so I want to um I want to go wide for that reason
2: mm-hmm. do you, do you find that it also then changes your advertisement strategy as well yeah,
1: it it changes, it changes everything kind of, um, it's not, yeah, so, I, I mean, it changes all sorts of stuff, it even changes what you write, to be honest, because the wider platforms, they don't have such niche readers, in my experience, so, um, on Kindle Unlimited, you're, you know, to some extent, um, a lot of the bigger authors, they're writing to trend a little bit in the sense where, like, you know, maybe they're an urban fantasy writer, but now, like, um, uh, Paranormal Academy is getting hot. So they're moving over to there. And so, like, that's their next series. And now, like, Prison Academy or, or, like, Paranormal Prison is hot. So now they're doing a series there. So um, it's not just – so it's, like, that isn't really the case on the wider platforms you know, the stuff that like contemporary romance, for example, is probably the hottest one. Now, contemporary romance in Kindle Unlimited is very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, on the wider platforms, it's, you know, there's fewer people there. And so um, it's just kind of like kind of a very basic um, a, a, a book that, you know, like, like a billionaire book, for example, um, that could do well wide. It may not be, it may be like pretty competitive in KU that I've
2: seen. Yeah, interesting. So it's, you're not necessarily saying, in a way, that it's a little more, maybe not quite as niche, maybe a little more, not really to say, fair to say generalist, but just, it's just broader categories. It's not going to be so targeted.
1: It's It's not going to be so targeted. And a lot of that is because they still push a lot of traditional publishers. So Amazon, for example, um, they're heavily driven by algorithms. Uh, All their marketing, all their sales, all their visibility. uh, Of course, they have a little bit of merchandising for like their own books, for New York Times bestsellers, that sort of thing. But they are very um, driven by, you know, sales, like the sales rank is the number one thing there um, that people are looking at. And that's how that's what determines a lot of um, your visibility push. Whereas on the Y platforms, they do all have their algorithmic stuff, but in a lot of ways, they're still merchandised pretty heavily. And traditional publishing takes up some of that. And then they pretty much all have opportunities for independent authors as well to be merchandised alongside with the traditional publishing books.
0: That's interesting to me because like in, you know, just kind of looking around because like I have an iPhone, so obviously I look at Apple Books and stuff like that sometimes. Even the covers look different. Like covers on Amazon are very, especially like YA or Paranormal Urban Fantasy, all those, like they're very like, I don't know, it's always like a Barbie and then some sort of fantasy background. (laughs) Like they all look the same to me kind of, which is the point, but I, I almost feel like if you like you're knowing that you're going to go wide has to be something that you know from like the very beginning because some of these covers are three and four hundred dollars a piece and you don't want to have to buy a cover for everybody else and then a different cover for amazon right like so do you suggest that it's part of like the plan from the very beginning of these books or
1: yeah i i think that um Yeah, a couple of things. So yes, you're right. The covers are very different. Um, And I don't think people totally realize that I think people sometimes they're like, Oh, I'm just my KU time is up. So let me just drop my books wide and see what happens. And it's like, that's not going to be as successful because it's a very different market. Again, you are up against traditional publishers in that market. So like, your pricing needs to be different, and more um, on par with like, what a traditionally um, somebody who's looking for a traditionally published book, they don't want like a two ninety nine book because um, all the books on Apple Books are like fifteen dollars. I don't know if you oh, wow. yeah. look like twelve ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. Like that's what the bestsellers are. So you know you want to be at like five ninety nine, seven ninety nine for a lot of genres. Um, and that you know that's something people don't realize. Same with covers. Like the covers that do well in Ku. Yeah. don't necessarily do well on these uh other retailers and then same with you know so like let's take the example of the paranormal prison academy that probably does pretty well on kindle unlimited right now um so (laughs) if you were to take that book wide i would kind of de-emphasize some of those things so like i would probably write a new description for it and make it much more um even then even on the cover everything make it just much more like uh young adult like young adult paranormal is what i would aim for not so specific to just
0: happens to be in prison
1: <laughs> yeah it happens to be a prison academy but yeah so it's like let people discover that cuz you look at some of the i don't know some of the books in young adult that are being traditionally published um the covers are very like they're not that specific even if it yeah. was a book about that
0: yeah, they're very, um, I I don't even know how to explain it, but the, there's just a way, like you look at a KU book and you know right away, like they have their own design aesthetic almost, um, yeah. which is very, very different from traditional publishing. So um, what are, I'm, I'm curious, because you've kind of been dispelling some myths and stuff like that about going wide. Like what are some common misconceptions that, um, writers have about you know going wide because I've always heard that it's really difficult and um time consuming which probably is but also that they don't make as much money (laughs) like
1: yeah yeah that's a great question um I don't so the money myth is really interesting um unless you're like the tippy top of KU you can make plenty of money wide like comparable money wide um so you know KU like if you're like like a top top seller and you're you know some some people are making like a million dollars a month in k u um but unless that's you like right. unless you're making like fifty k like twenty twenty five k fifty k a month in k u um you, like you can probably uh, make that money wide it is gonna take some time um so that's that's definitely one thing um what else what what other misconceptions <laughs> Cause I, I, you listed a couple that I wanted
0: to address. <laughs> um, well just that it's, you know, it's a lot more difficult and, um, uh, which you kind of touched on a little bit cause you know, it is more time consuming, but like, aren't there things like, you know, just to digital, make it easier to go wide or different aggregators?
1: Yeah, so Draft2Digital is a great company um, that isn't, it's, yeah, it's an aggregator or distributor, I guess. You can, I don't know which, I don't know what they call themselves, but <laughs> basically you upload your book to them and then they will push it to all the other platforms. So that's a good way to get started um, if it's something that appeals to you. But yeah, I think the question of, is it harder? um I think that there's just more to learn. So again, you're learning like five different platforms. That's not going to happen all at once. Like, you you know, I think most people would be good if they just had like a six month plan of like, okay, I'm going to learn like Google Books first and then I'll, you know, for a month and like try to get my books going there and then I'll move to Kobo for a month. And so I think that is kind of a better approach. I also think it's far less competitive. So Mm. it's like, you know, KU as a program, it's inherently competitive. It has to be, there's it, like the sales rank is literally a leaderboard, um, and that everybody can see. So it's just an inherently competitive program because as a person goes up, other people have to go down. That's, that's what a sales rank is. Right. And that's the main driver on Amazon as a whole. Um, so it is a, you know, that is a competitive program. And so if you want more, of, if you're more of like a forge your own path type of person, which I, I am, um, that could be appealing to you to go wide because you could be doing well on, um, you know, any of those platforms and you could, you could find success, uh, in many different ways, uh, not, not playing kind of like the, the KU program has some pretty inherent, you know, like you said, pretty st- pretty uh strict rules for success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and even even down to like, you know, authors in KU, they release at like the beginning of the month, for example, because they want to get as many page reads as possible. Like they're they're just like um these little things that you can do in KU. And so this is, you know, going from one game, what one, one thing to hack to going to five, five things to hack, ten things to hack. And so if you like to Um, Hack things and that could be a reason to go wide Um, and it's not necessarily harder it's just it's a very different
2: game so going wide not only I want to make sure I really understand what you're saying it's not only learning how to create a product that gets uploaded in in the proper format but it also you're talking about and then how you then position it and position yourself so that people want to go find it and buy it is that Is there anything else that it includes besides those two things or are there other things in addition?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think really either, I don't think those two things are exclusive to going wide. I think you have to do that in KU as well. Right. Um, Yeah. I do think, so I think on the wide platforms, it's just, you need to learn each system separately in many ways. So, so one of the biggest mistakes people make is they have a very spray and pray approach, which is, um, I, I learned about this analogy that I'm not, I was like, should I even use that for phrase? Because I had learned about it in like marketing and PR first, but then I learned that it was like, um, about like guns or something.
0: So, that, oh. so I don't know.
1: <laughs> Yeah, now what, now what you
2: think. <laughs> that was the picture I had in my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah, so apologies. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But basically, <laughs> people are like, oh, I'm going to go from Amazon to Wide, So I'm just going to put all my stuff up on the Y platforms. And like, what works for Wide, And it's like, that's not really how it works. It's like, well, what works for Kobo? What works for Apple Books? What works for Barnes & Noble? And they're all separate. And you have to... You really have to like learn them all separately or else um, I mean you could get lucky on all five but all five platforms and be doing well kind of naturally but
2: and when you say what works you're referring that's what I was trying to understand you Oh sure you're defining something and I want to know exactly what it is that you're Okay you're, yeah including in that
1: Yeah, what works for getting sales, basically. Um, So what works in terms of marketing? What works in terms of bringing you more visibility on the platform? What works in terms of promoting yourself? Yeah.
0: So what she's saying is that not only do we have to learn all the algorithms and stuff for TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but now we got to learn Apple, (laughs) Kobo, Google Play, (laughs) (laughs) because we don't have enough to do, right?
1: (laughs) yeah well, I think I think that's a, a concern that a lot of authors have like it's it's
0: a lot to learn oh it is for sure and I think that was always it was always very daunting to me and now I'm I'm interested because you say you know it's like the forge your own path type of thing and that's kind of the person that I am it's like give me a challenge and I'm I'm gonna do it and but I've always heard that short reads don't do well when you go wide and I write serials, which are, you know, 20,000 words a piece. And so that's kind of why I've always been like, nope, I, I have to go into KU. Um, is that true for shorter books?
1: It's not true for shorter books. Uh, there's a woman named, she doesn't mind me saying her name, but her name is Laura Greenwood. And uh, if you go into the Wide for the Win Facebook group, uh you can you can search for her posts uh, she's written a couple there, but she I think she writes a mix of novels and novellas, so I don't know if she writes serials but yeah you you can absolutely do fine with serials. It may be a little less conventional. it's also not very conventional on amazon though um so that said oh i I do have another um a couple friends who write romance serials, and so what they do and they are wide um ember casey and Raina peak uh, so they what they do is they bundle their cereals into i think like a six book box set and it's like a completed story uh and those do quite well i think that uh, they get book bubs, all sorts of stuff so um they're they're being they're successful there too so i i don't i think serials are always um you know they're going to be a a different thing than a novel either way and novels are kind of the most popular one um, that people want to buy so either way you probably have uh, a you know a slight challenge there
0: oh yeah I've I've <laughs> kind of known that from the beginning but um you know Box I, <laughs> Box yeah. like, are your friend well yeah it was um one thing that gave me hope is there's uh I think it's Sarah K. L. Wilson writes um serials, the Dragon School oh, serials, yeah. and now she's got a bunch of them. And but she, you know, was always like, I I make up, you know, the price difference. You know, they're priced at two ninety nine or whatever, but I make it up in KU because people don't want to pay two ninety nine for twenty thousand words, and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> but I kind of like the idea of forging. You know, or, I don't know. Maybe I just like to make things difficult for myself. <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, yeah, so that's awesome. I, I know her as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's I think I think you can be successful with serials either place. Um on, on the wide platforms, uh there are so Kobo does have a like read you know, uh, subscription, I guess. Kind of oh. similar to you. It's not exclusive. Uh and it is it was originally just available in um couple European countries, but they did recently open to Canada. So uh, you could, you know, that that could be something I think maybe some other platforms may eventually have that as well. But either way, if you um, have like kind of a box set plan, I think that will really help. And uh, I know that BookBub really likes those box sets, um, even in serial format.
2: So do you find the longevity is different that there's a, a a great there's a longer longevity if, if that's such a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I yeah, I, I
1: think I know. What you're, yeah, I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so on the wide platforms, on most of them, and again, they're all different. But um, yes, if so, history matters a lot more on those platforms in the sense that if your book performs well, that tale is longer uh, in terms of promotion. So, um. The other thing is like if you have a freebie there, uh, that that free read will have like higher sell through in a lot of cases. So again, you know, again, it's like it's a these are um, retailers that are less competitive by nature. Amazon's kind of got like everybody, like everybody always ups, uploads to Amazon, either way. But these retailers, like anybody in Ku or any books in Ku, are not on these retailers. So there is just like by the math a lot less competition. Um now there are also fewer readers but they tend to be a little bit more loyal and uh higher read through. They're not freebie seekers so um yeah it, there's there's some good opportunity there.
2: I'm I'm finishing preparing to launch a memoir at, later this year. Um I, my my previous books have been in a completely different they're actually short reads, of devotionals. So And that was years ago. There's been years span in between these two. So, yeah, and obviously, since it's a memoir, there's not going to be a follow-up, although I have thought, because I'm a psychologist, I have thought of writing an analysis of the book from a psychological perspective and then offer that maybe as a freebie. You know, if you'd like to understand what happened, this is a psychologist's take on what went on here. So, I don't know. Thoughts? Would it be better if I stay with with Amazon, or is it what what's your thoughts on that
1: yeah um it's hard to say I mean I think you know I think what I would do um whether you go Kindle Unlimited or wide uh whichever one you choose I think that you have a standalone so um yeah like if you have any sort of free entry point that will be good so then the analysis you could also do something else like um, you know, take a couple chapters or something or or even just write something else that's smaller um and that that's always gonna help you on either platform uh The other thing is i mean for me at least since it is a standalone since it's nonfiction um I would probably price. A little bit higher than you probably feel comfortable with and i would just plan to have an ad strategy um i you know i found that uh i also write nonfiction. i've found that with nonfiction, the higher pricing just works really well so all my books are basically 9.99 um, i have a couple that are 5.99 that are entry points but for the most part 9.99 and then just put ads on it and just call it a day. And so you can also, you know, you can blog and all that stuff too. But um, yeah, I would, that, I would probably not depend on Kindle Unlimited for that. And in general, nonfiction can do okay in Kindle Unlimited, but it's really not, It's not like, at least for me um, and everybody I've talked to, I'm sure there's a nonfiction author (laughs) who's like successful in KU that's going to be like, ah, she's wrong. Um, But but like, for the most part of the people I've talked to who write nonfiction, they they did not see enough results in KU. Um, You'll even see nonfiction authors who are... Both not in Ku and also not on wide retailers, which was me for a while, because <laughs> um, it was like the Ku um, really can eat into your sales when you can actually just get like quite a bit of you know you can get a pretty solid profit from sales thank instead you. of Ku reads.
2: That's very helpful, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yes, I have been blogging wildly and doing all. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, we we both kind of started on medium and then have gone all these different directions <laughs> including podcasts. But um uh so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Clubhouse, which is kind of the new thing to learn. I guess well, Carrie and I are both in the in the process of learning how to TikTok at the same time as we learn how to use Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one is a lot simpler than the other one. <laughs> I don't have to worry about being funny on Clubhouse. So.
2: Um, or figuring but, out sound bites, sound bites in 15 yeah. seconds. Exactly. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of um, wondering, uh, you know, Clubhouse and t- TikTok, if you're on there or anything else, um, what you're using to kind of market your new nonfiction line that's coming out.
1: Um. So I am not using. I mean, I I want to be using both of those. I'm not consistent at using both of them. Um. Yeah. So TikTok, I have a couple of videos up, and you know, they're they're doing fine. I I haven't posted in probably a month, um mm-hmm. at least. So that's going well, obviously. <laughs> um, Clubhouse. Okay. So Clubhouse is pretty cool. So right now it's only iPhone or iPad. I actually access it on my ipad not on an iphone because i don't have one um so you need that you need an invite to get in uh which i have seven I by.
0: <laughs> Like if anybody if anybody wants to dm me i have a bunch <laughs> yeah i have
1: like i have literally like 17 like between like a club that i have and then like my act my just personal account so anyway yeah the way clubhouse works is once you get onto the app, you follow people and it will show you, um, these rooms that you can go into. And so the rooms are happening live. Um, there's kind of a calendar situation, but it's, it's hard to keep track. So we actually have a group on Facebook called clubhouse authors. So you should join it because that's <laughs> where people are posting people who you want to hear from are posting their clubhouse events. Um, so basically, you have a couple people on the stage, and then people will um, raise their hand to ask questions, and that's that's kind of what it is. Um, and it all happens live; none of it's recorded. Um, very U.S. centric right now as well. So a lot of people are annoyed. A lot of people overseas are annoyed <laughs> by that that they um, a lot of the stuff is happening during U.S. hours. Uh, so, but yeah, it's, it is, it's great. You can gain access to people who you wouldn't normally be able to reach out to. So as a new author, you can be chatting <laughs> with like uh, Dan Wood from draft to digital and you can get on stage, ask him all the questions you want. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he, uh, he's a, he's a bad example because he's actually pretty accessible the most, right. thing, but, <laughs> but I mean, if yeah, so it's like, you can. You can get an audience with uh, companies and also just people that you're not typically able to uh, reach out to that easily. So that's a good thing about it.
0: I I really like it because it's almost like live podcasting or, yeah. you know, like, like when um, self-publishing podcasts first started, they did like live Zoom calls or whatever, and you could ask a question while they were podcasting. And it's kind of like that. And I've found that really interesting. But yeah, I found myself in a room with um mr beast from youtube not that long ago and people were asking him all questions about you know you know how to start a youtube channel and stuff like that and then he gave away ten thousand dollars and like it's just really random things but i find it really interesting um do you think that people can use it to market as fiction authors or is it more geared towards like writing coaches and nonfiction writers
1: yeah, I think right now that if you are a coach or like a service-based provider, it's a great place to be. If you're selling products, it's a less great place to be, um, just in general. So, and then if you're selling products that are fiction, then it's gonna be a bit till all the readers come on board. So it's it's just not mainstream enough right now. It's mostly um, like entrepreneurial coaches, uh, writers you know whoever else um podcasters whatever so people who are already in the online slash digital space um who are building their businesses there those are the people that I think are on it more right now and a lot of the rooms are geared toward you know professional content
0: it's I think it's really hard because like um you know we kind of have two facets Carrie and I both have two facets of our of our business which is you know there's some services and community and nonfiction and stuff like that. But then it's like, we're still trying to figure out this puzzle of how do you market fiction works when you don't have like a fiction reading audience? Like I don't have a fiction. My whole audience was built on medium. So they're just reading posts about how my life is a shit show. And I don't know how to then be like, okay, now i by read my zombie book. Like, <laughs> how do I find these people? Like, where are they at? You know? Um, So how do you, or what suggestions would you have for like marketing fiction works or finding your tribe for that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is a good question. I think with fiction, the biggest thing is that you want to have a sample of some sort. So I think that's why free books in general work pretty well. Um, And then, you know, I, I know this is not the answer that people want, but it really is advertising. Like try to give your sample away somehow. Um, and it doesn't have to be advertising, but man, is that it's just faster. So it's like, and it's like, uh, it's, it's so much, I mean, you know, learning the ad platforms is like, whatever, that's, that's the same thing, like added to the list. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that you've, you've just got to get your free sample of some sort into the hands. And it can be a couple chapters. It can be a full novella or a full novel. Like, whatever it is, though, you've got to get into the hands of people. And you've got to get, you know, it's got to have conversion to the next thing, which is typically, like, a second book in the series. So, um it, <sighs> Yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen some people do okay on like Instagram. I mean, I mean, the other thing you, uh, I would say is like pick like one or two platforms and just go all in on those, um, in term I mean like social platforms or like strategies or whatever. So like, if you want to do book talk, like go hard on book talk and, um, just try to get people to read that first free thing that you have. Uh, and hope that, you know, hope that it converts and then like eventually you'll know how well it converts and then you try to improve that number. But yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's harder. <laughs> harder than uh, blogging on Medium and nonfiction and all that stuff. So
2: One of the things that seems to be really key is reviews. How are you obtaining, especially when you're new, how do you obtain a review that seems verifiable, uh, authentic? What what's because
1: yeah sure um yeah i mean i think giving away again it's like giving away books um it's kind of the number one way to get reviews there's a company called book sprout which i think is solid so you put your book up there for review and um, they're able to download it and it's like a system so i put i put a book up there it was non-fiction so not at all what they I mean, they specialize in fiction, so okay. you will have better results than this. <laughs> but, um, I put a book up there that was non fiction and I think I had fourteen fourteen or so takers um most of them did end up writing reviews for it, and I had it to where they had to post it on multiple sites, so I you know was able to get i don't know like again like ten reviews at least from that, so I know for um Fiction I've heard people get getting like thirty to fifty reviews uh from something like that. So I think I think that's kind of the main way. Now you you don't have to use Book you can set that up yourself again. Um have your free landing, you know, your review landing page and send some traffic to it through advertising, through posting in groups, through swaps, through book talk, like whatever it is. Um reviews are I think I get 20 to 25% um, typically outside of a service like book sprout um, 25 to 20 or 20 to 25% of people who sign up to review will complete the review. So if you want a hundred reviews on your book, Hmm. try to get 400 to 500 people on that review sign up. Um, But yeah, just have, have a landing page, get people to sign up to it.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That is a way bigger number than I thought
2: it was going to be. (laughs) But it it makes sense. At least it's realistic, you know. At least you know what you're hitting for now.
0: My my book that I published in October, which is nonfiction poetry and personal essays, I just realized I don't check very often at all. But it has five reviews on Amazon. And I was like, oh, big money. (laughs) (laughs) But that was one of those things. Like you say like, you know, The leaderboard the sales board on amazon is is very public and it is like i knew to be number one in the poetry or poetry about love category or whatever and to like get an orange sticker i had to sell like 10 copies the first Mm -hmm. day or the first week or something or 10 copies a day for the first week and it was like this really low number but when you get into some of like some of the higher numbers it's it's kind of daunting to think about oh you know to to rank in contemporary romance you only have to sell like 450 copies per day you know (laughs) but (laughs) then it's not hard for people to know I always feel weird because I'm like somebody could definitely just put my rank into the calendar and be like oh she sells this many books daily and I was like Mm -hmm. that's that's very public
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: but I kind of feel like um I like this trend, and I think it's just because I like, you know, being in places that aren't super um, oversaturated. And we were just talking before you came on. Like, I hate Instagram. I like posting pictures of my kids on Instagram and stuff like that, but I hate using it as a like a marketing platform because it's just so saturated. Whereas, like, I go to TikTok. And even though it's uncomfortable to like be on TikTok, um, I get more interaction. And, you know, as far as like writing and, you know, book talk or writer talk or whatever, there really aren't a lot of us on there. And so it's a little bit easier to find your way. And so that's, I think that's why wide really appeals to me. I don't know, Carrie, does it appeal to you? Are you thinking about it or?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I do think I, I think I will do it. I actually had heard you, Monica, talk on another podcast about it. So I had been, I already had been thinking about it prior to hearing you. And, um, you know, but I, I want to go back to what you said, Ashley, about Instagram. I think, I think we get these perceptions about certain things and we miss, we miss it. Like right now, Instagram is able to do lives for four people. You can have four people at the same time talking, you know, about a topic we could be podcasting right now, live on Instagram. I think there's like these niches that we're missing because we don't like know how, because it's always changing, you know, it's always, cause TikTok is shaking everything up so bad. Everybody's trying to compete with them. So the result of that, there's these algorithms would kind of like, it's hard to That's what I find hard. It's hard to stay current because things are shifting so fast. I mean, you have to become an expert on all these. And you're saying now we have to become experts on all these places to sell, but to become experts on all this media. She said, <laughs> pick two. She said, pick two social
0: platforms, okay? I know. I heard I picked two. two. TikTok and Clubhouse.
2: All the other ones, you can just, like, go away. Like uh, I, I, want to beca- I want to get better Instagram, because, well, you know what I'm finding on Instagram? If I repurpose my videos for TikTok over Instagram, I have been freaking amazed by how they move. Mm-hmm. they really are they're really moving oh, yeah. i feel like you just have this goal that you just
0: like really want me to be on instagram because i hate it oh, so
2: much yeah. i have the same goal that you do ashley and that is i want to be world
0: domination i want it yeah, i want to like be dominant i want
2: world domination whatever i do but <laughs> well
0: you said we have the same goal that's my goal i'm world domination from yeah, my yacht that's why we're doing like- it together right
2: <laughs> yeah but uh all anyway. right Our- it's, it's been fascinating hearing you talk, Monica, but yeah, I've been, there's a part of me that's a little hesitant. In fact, this is one of my questions for you. If have you done this experiment where you've done one that's Kindle unlimited only, and then done something really similar and tested it and saw what would be, what would be the side-by-side results. Now, honestly, you can't do it on the same product because it doesn't work that way unless you pull it off and then redo it again. But I wondered mm-hmm. if you've kind of done a side, tried to do a side-by-side comparison and what was your experience with that um
1: i've not done the side by side comparison what i have done is i've been in KU i was in KU for many years with a lot of my stuff um and i at the same time for another pen name i had stuff wide and um yeah i mean i think it's it's tough because um it's tough to know what to do um because you might make more money in one or the other um, but it's also like what lasts over time Um, and so I think I think that's where I think that's where I struggled I I personally struggled with KU um, and Amazon as well is that things can be a bit ephemeral there for me Um, for example right now my Amazon ads we're working great a couple of weeks ago and now they're not. And I'm like, great. I was selling, selling like 10 a day on here. And now I'm like in like a 300, 400 rank. And like, it, it's like, and that, that type of stuff frustrates me. So for me, I just, I, I needed something that felt more consistent. Yeah. Um the, so, yeah, I, I think I think there are ways that people kind of test that. So one is that they may start in KU with a book, for example, and be there for three months. It's only a 90-day commitment, mm-hmm. and then they may decide to take it wide. So um, that that's a test that you can do of your content. Um, the other thing I've seen people do is they launch for the first month wide, and then they take the book and they go into KU, and they start racking up those page reads and so I think for both systems like I think the page read stuff and Amazon as well um, I think you do start to gain momentum there and there is it's not like a it's not really like a snowball effect it's really that you are paired with uh, books that are doing well as well and you kind of like work your way up um, in terms of how their algorithms promote you um and I don't know if that's that's also true with the page reads I think it could be like once you're kind of in their system but you know with that like you do you kind of have to like I I guess with both both you really do have to keep advertising so I won't say it's just KU um but yeah so it's it's like on the Amazon platform um it's a little more ephemeral uh, a little bit more launch-based sometimes but it seems like as you get better also bots then you start to sell better um you usually have to keep it up with the amazon advertising you know system yeah on the wide retailers um history really matters but things move a lot slower there so it's like you can have you know, you kind of have to do the same thing, um, but at it, but with them it feels a little bit more cumulative than it does on Amazon. I could be wrong. Amazon could also have some sort of cumulative thing, but um, with the wide retailers, it feels like um, as you start to gain traction there, it really starts to build over time, um, and you can accelerate that with advertising, which a lot of authors are not doing right now so i just want to say that if you want to go because like that was something you said earlier actually like um oh it takes so long on the y platforms it's like yeah if you just upload them and don't do anything or just do the in-house promos then it's going to take long if you like do your own advertising then that's like very quick um because you really don't have to sell that much to like get go up in those rankings um yeah, so I don't know if I'm answering your question. I feel like I'm just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, that's very helpful.
2: But one of, one of the things I've been doing, and and I, so I put it in, a, I have like a, it's called beacons, similar to a link tree. And I, I actually am linking to my blog articles, which my memoir is, some of the blog articles actually talk about the same issue. And so when I do lives, which I do almost every day, which by the way, really pushes your algorithm with TikTok. I mean, freaking amazing. You want to really move it? go live consistently. And then I talk about the fact, a little bit about my story and tell people that I'm writing on it and tell people I'm writing. And it's amazing people will then go check things out, you know, or can't say, oh, they can't wait to read it. Now, will it convert? We'll have to see because the book's not available yet. But, but, I'm, but I'm seeing this as a strategic effort to have people know me as a brand and know that the story's coming out and sort of kind of, you know, gear it up.
0: You should have your book on pre-order if you're doing that. I didn't realize you were doing that. And you can do a pre-order. Can't you do a pre-order like a year out?
2: Yep. Yeah, Yeah. you should have that. that on pre-order. <laughs> well, that means I need to get that cover done then. Yeah, get your cover done now. Get it on pre-order. Right. I was even just making a plan. I was laying all this out. This needs to be done by year and this needs to be done by year. But yeah, you're right. I, I can, I'm can. i not that far off on of a cover, so...
0: i didn't realize that you were like already starting to like point them directly towards the book because
2: yeah that would then you would know thank you guys yeah no (laughs) i i well i'm mentioning that i'm a writer i'm promoting myself as a writer so
1: yeah and until you have the pre-order you can put up like an email sign up um i'd recommend that so sign up to get it and have a page and with all the book information and say sign up to get notified when this goes on pre-order. Um, okay, and You'll oh, be able to great. see very quickly if it's working. Some of the retailers, their pre-order numbers don't come in um, very quickly or they don't show at all in some cases. It's like, <laughs> okay, this is not helpful. But um, yeah, so definitely um,
2: Yeah, one thing pre-order. that is happening that's interesting is that Live on TikTok shows you when people immediately follow. So if you're talking and it converts into a follow, they tell you, and then at the end, they give you stats. This is the, this is your conversion rate during your, and, and I'm running at 95% of all TikTokers I'm converting during lives.
1: Congratulations. So like, okay, this is
2: working. I that's, So that's why I'm putting effort <laughs> into it. So yeah, no, that's great yeah it's interesting I mean all of this is to me like you Ashley I think it's all fascinating it's like yeah well, what else can I figure out I mean after, you know I think it's fascinating it's also like
0: really overwhelming like I'm sitting here going like crap now I have homework like I have to go do <laughs> stuff after this <laughs> like, I wanted to take a nap Like,
1: <laughs> yeah but you know Ashley and you you as well Carrie I get the sense that you're both kind of hackers because medium is also and Ashley you're the one who taught me how to do medium <laughs> just to like the little extent that I do, like my seven hundred fifty followers. But um yeah, it's like, you know, if you can hack medium, you can hack some of these other platforms too pretty easily. So
0: yeah, that's what I've I've always told Carrie is like we just talked about this last week. Like this is not like a lottery ticket. Like this is not like something, you know, that only a few people have the key to figure this out. Um, you know, and if I keep telling her, you know, if one person did it, we can do it. Like it might take us a little bit longer. We're gonna have to figure it out. Um, like we just launched, we're doing writers' retreats. Um, we're doing a a writer's retreat in um, October in Mexico and then again in February. And I was like, I know people have done this. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to have to figure it out. You know, I want to yeah. do this. Right. So yeah. um, so it is, it's very encouraging. And I like being able to talk to, you know, you and we've had Claire on and, um, you know, more interviews lined up. Um, Tammy's going to come talk to us about newsletters and stuff like that. And so it's fabulous to have this opportunity to kind of learn from people who forged a path, but. I like the word hacker. That's that's, good. I'm going to add that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. So if you had one, and this is probably going to be difficult, but if you had one piece of advice to give to newbie writers who are considering going wide or going on Amazon exclusively,
2: what would you
0: tell them?
2: Ashley, you need to repeat it. We lost you in the middle of that.
0: (sighs) I love my internet so much. I can't wait to move. Okay. Start the whole question over. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is probably going to be a difficult question to answer, but if you had one piece of advice for um, newbie writers who are trying to decide whether they should go wide or if they should go to Amazon exclusively, what would you give them?
1: Uh, That is a really (laughs) tough question. Um, And I think I mean, I think like you just have to decide, I guess the way I decided was I kind of looked at like my own values and like, like I said earlier, do, am I like the type of person who wants to forge my own path? And like, um, you know, the other thing is I had a lot of passion for, um, the wide retailers. So I, I like to, um, look at systems or look at platforms (laughs) and like figure out how to, Um, do well on them so that was very appealing to me and you just have to know the type of person that you are um, also what you want to write and it's a very personal decision I I think people can be successful either way and um, you know a lot of yeah there is the question of money and um, you know I I think you just have to decide what's the most important thing to you over the long term so that's not a good answer but <laughs> no
0: it, it really is because you know it's like a lot of things in writing career and even the writing process and all these things it really is very personal to each person and listening to you talk talk about it I was like okay in the short term I would probably make more money on Amazon however um I don't like all of my income coming from one place. It's one of the reasons I don't only write on Medium. Um, You know, I write on Newsbreak and other places because, you know, Medium will do an algorithm switch and then my stats will go in the toilet Mm -hmm. for like six months. So I'm not a put all, I like my eggs in many baskets. Mm -hmm. So that is very appealing um, to me. It's a little bit more, um, you know, in my control. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So I think I think you're spot on that, you know, as new writers, you really just have to take a step back and make a long term successful decision for yourself or, you know, instead yeah. of just looking at I know it's easy to be like money, 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 you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but um, I think even though it's a slower climb, it's probably um, a very good option for a lot of people.
1: Right yeah. Now. I also thank you, um, if you want to kind of, you know, hear from other people, hear from people on both sides, um, 20 Books to 50K is a Facebook group. Uh, that a lot of the authors, I mean, it's a very big group. So authors are kind of all over the board there, but there are plenty of KU authors in there that you could talk to. And then Wide for the Win is another Facebook group, also pretty large, not as large as 20 books, <laughs> but a lot of the authors in there are specifically wide. So you can really get a feel for like both and what is involved in the, these. Um, they're, they're, it's not like there's only two paths, but it seems like a pretty big, um, conversation and a big decision for a lot of authors that they're considering
0: that's awesome well I will put the links to both 20 books and wide for the win in the show notes or the YouTube description if you guys are watching us on there hi um so um, uh great monica where can we find you or where can our listeners find you <laughs>
1: sure um, my website is called the com, so you can find me there I also have two series for authors one is called the productive novelist and it's really for the writing process um, writing publishing marketing process uh, and it's very like high level strategic and then i have a new series coming out called book sales supercharged and that is one that's about the wide platform so there's a book about apple books there's a book about barnes noble um, and there's also an intro book called um, get your book selling wide And so you can look that up. It's either free or 99 cents on um, all the retailers um, and on my website as well. And that's going to just give you an overview of what wide really is. Um, And then you can decide if you want to continue the series.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for it to be like, you can get my book, how to get your book selling wide only on Amazon. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. And guys, anything that, um you know, we referenced during the show, I'll put links in the show notes and um, we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah. Thank you so thank much, Monica. You. Thanks
0: for right. having me. Bye guys.